what's up everyone it's february 12th 2018 thank you for tuning in to the amber daily where you can come and hear about the latest news and tips on ways of achieving your health and fitness goals make sure to check me out on twitter at amber jolene also on instagram at amber underscore jhw hope everyone has had a fabulous week i usually drop the episodes every saturday but of course like everyone else i had a real busy week weekend also and this week and weekend coming up as well as one my oldest will be turning 18 and black panther will be coming out so my son's birthday is february 16th and black panther is released on february 16th so i'm trying to split ways celebrate in the early afternoon go to the movies late at night so that being said i have quite a dilemma i would go and see the movie the next day or that next week but i just want to kind of be in the atmosphere with everyone else because i know it's going to be awesome everybody's going to be showing out i just want to see the pictures of the costumes that's what i really want to see because i know we are going to show out so on that note let's get into some news So we all know that McDonald's is famous for always having their ice cream machines broken. Well, they seem to have an explanation to why that seems to be. According to Reader's Digest, they seem to give them some explanation of why they can't seem to have operating machines, ice cream machines. Article titled, This is why McDonald's ice cream machines always seem to be broken by Morgan Cotolo. The worst kind of disappointment is being told that the ice cream machine is broken when you're craving a McFlurry. Most people don't know not to get their hopes up if they head to a McDonald's for a McFlurry. It's a running joke that the ice cream machine always seems to be broken when you stop at McDonald's. But why can't McDonald's seem to get it together and give its customers what they want? The main reason is that the ice cream machines This is what they're saying. The main reason is that the ice cream machines take forever to clean, taking up to four hours to sanitize, and it has to be done every single day. When the machines are in the process of being cleaned, they can't serve ice cream. And when the staff is handing out Big Macs left and right, no one has the time to tend to the laborious machines. In early 2017, McDonald's announced that they were going to be replacing their soft-serve machines with ones that are easier to maintain and wouldn't take as long to clean. However, actually installing the new equipment in every restaurant is taking a very long time and customers are still complaining. So from now on, you may have to keep your McFlurry cravings to a minimum until, until all of the new machines are in place. If you really can't control yourself, an extremely fed up customer kindly created an app that lets you check if the ice cream machine is working at the McDonald's closest to you. To satisfy your cravings, try something salty instead. This is a secret ingredient that makes their fries so delicious. Was that shade? It sounds like some type of shade on McDonald's part with this whole ice cream thing. Only thing that I don't understand is... If you can't keep up with the McFlurry or the ice cream machines, why even have them in place? Just get rid of it. Just take it off the menu. Because it looks like they're not going to have any type of resolvement for this no time soon. So just 
throw away. Just don't even have it on your menu. You would think that would be the logical thing to do. So for all you McDonald's ice cream lovers, it seems like don't get your hopes up. It's not going to happen too soon. Oh, well. Black women do work out whether or not it looks looks like it to you. Article by Erica Nicole Kendall. During President Obama's first term, something happened that put black women's bodies in the spotlight. First Lady Michelle Obama announced her Let's Move campaign, which aimed to reduce obesity by educating kids on the importance of exercising and eating right. While the launch of the program had a share of successes and missteps, it also had another more surprising consequence. It opened the door for many to comment on Michelle Obama's body. The criticisms were swift. Suddenly, pundits were discussing whether she was too muscular, too big, or too lean. Others said her shoulders were too broad or her derriere was too wide. Her body almost overnight fell under intense scrutiny. The same could be said for black women as a whole. Around that same time, it seemed like everyone wanted to join the debate over our bodies and our health. In 2012, the New York Times published an op-ed that sought to answer the question of why black women are fat. The same year, the Washington Post published an article that seemed to express shock that black women could be heavier and happier with their bodies than white women and therefore they could work out for their health and not to get skinnier. Surgeon General Regina Benjamin, a black woman herself, repeated another shameful stereotype about black women, implying that we were too vain to sweat and run the risk of running our hair after spending hours to straighten it flawlessly. She states, I have my own successful weight loss story, which I eventually turned into a career. In every step of the way, someone doubted me and questioned my presence as a fitness professional or a thought leader in the industry because of the way I looked. I wasn't built like a bodybuilder with a lean physique and a visible six pack. I had and still do have curves. I was putting in the work to be better to better my health, yet people assumed that wasn't the case since my body didn't look like the mainstream mainstream ideal of wellness. People frequently assume that black women aren't taking care of themselves or working toward improving their fitness because many are curvy and plus size instead of lean and chiseled. The argument is that plus size women are not working hard enough if they still plus sized and that's bullshit. That's really bullshit. I understand the importance of losing weight to improve health, but I also know that what constitutes overweight versus obese is based off of a highly scrutinized BMI scale that doesn't take into account if your weight comes from muscle mass or fat. I also know that you can never tell how healthy or fit someone is just from looking at them. She also says, when I first started working out, I wasn't running marathons. I was walking to the grocery store instead of driving. I wasn't lifting 45 pound plates in the gym, grunt like an animal. I was doing push-ups against the wall at home or working out at the gym in solitude after hours. Even when I first started running, there were times when I run and times when I stop and walk, which I suppose made it look like I wasn't working out. I also suppose that because my body was curvy, I didn't look like a regular exerciser either, but I was. I was out there working hard toward my goal and doing my best despite what other people may have assumed. 
The most glorious parts of my fitness journey were the thousands of little victories I experienced along the way. The day I could stand up without having to use my hands to help push me upwards, I cried when I realized what had happened. The day I could squat down to tie my daughter's shoes and get up without using my hands or wobbling, I smiled inside. And the day that I jogged 10 miles home because I had to return my moving truck and forgot to actually figure out how I get home after, I cheered so loudly for myself that I went hoarse. And I experienced every one of those joys as a clinically overweight woman. I frequently tell the story of attending a fitness conference and being approached by a man then sought to praise me for being there as if that was his responsibility or if that was warranted because he never sees black women working out anywhere. End quote. That man annoyed me, but his faulty logic annoyed me even more. I couldn't resist. I asked him without a trace of attitude, what do you mean you don't see black women working out anywhere? He told me. I'm just saying I see white women out here grinding it out, killing it, and I don't see black women. If there's one thing I've learned as a trainer and as a student of incredible trainers is this. If you don't see black women working out where you are and you know black women live in your community, it's because they don't feel comfortable where you are. They don't want to be gawked at and singled out to be the subject of cruelty, realized musings of a stranger, as if so often the case. How willing would you be to go to a space if that's the feeling you anticipate? When that man told me he doesn't see black women anywhere, he reached out and handed me his card and asked for mine. I stared at him for a second, a look of confusion on my face before asking him, are you sure? Because I see black women working out everywhere. I see them walking in the neighborhoods, jogging on my street. I see them at 7 a.m. when I'm walking my daughter to school, in the park, in large groups, getting in a pre-work exercise class. I constantly see flyers in local schools for exercise groups. Local community centers are full of women taking on their wellness journeys together, sometimes looking like fitness stars, sometimes not, but always looking like women giving it their all and doing their best. Just because you can't recognize it doesn't mean they don't live it. He proceeded to cut me off mid-sentence to let me know he'd connect with me on Facebook. He assured me, girl, I'm everywhere, I replied. If you aren't seeing black women, you couldn't be. While I gathered my things to leave, I caught a glimpse of him pulling up my Facebook page, full of thousands of women, the overwhelming majority being black, dedicated to learning more about living a healthier life, all with varying body sizes and shapes, all eager to incorporate more fitness and wellness in their day-to-day lives. This man at the conference to sell his wares realized he potentially upset someone who could help him grow his business by connecting him with women who were interested in being healthy and called after me. He realized far too late. I love this article because it hits home for me because being a curvy black woman, if you're trying to help people and give them advice, they look at you like you don't know what you're talking about because you're not this slender petite female that society kind of puts out there um, for that we're used to seeing so when you tell them that you know you know anything about nutrition or health or fitness it's like the standoffish they may listen but they're not really listening it's articles like these that I appreciate when black women express themselves to let the world know that just because we have curves curves does not mean we're not healthy um just because we may have butt 
hips or whatnot. That's our genetic makeup. A lot of that stuff does not go away on its own. You may get slender, but you still have those assets. So I just appreciate articles like this, and it hits home for probably not just me, a lot of other women as well. Watch out to all the vegans out there, because apparently bananas might not be vegan anymore. By Elena Nunez. In weird nutrition news of the day, Bliss Tree is reporting that your bananas may soon become non-vegan. How can that be? It turns out a new spray-on coating designed to lengthen the shelf life of bananas may, may contain animal parts. At the National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society this week, scientists unveiled a spray that reportedly will keep bananas from ripening for up to 12 extra days by killing the bacteria that causes the fruit to turn brown so quickly. Once bananas begin to mature, they quickly become yellow and soft, and then they rot. Zhang Li expresses, who presented the report, tells Science Daily, we have developed a way to keep bananas green for a longer time and inhibit the rapid ripening that occurs. Such a coating could be used at home by consumers in supermarkets or during shipment of bananas. While this could be good news for some, no more hurrying to eat those mushy bananas you forgot about. The coating includes chitosan. I think that's how you pronounce it. A derivative of shrimp and crab shells. Ugh. So if the coating reaches the banana, not just the peel, the fruit would no longer be considered vegan. Additionally, shellfish and seafood are two of the most common causes of allergies. This is big, fitness and nutrition expert JJ Virgin says. However, the banana wouldn't necessarily become non-vegan. It depends on the person. Some vegans, vegans issue any products that contain animal parts at all, including things like purses and shoes, and others don't. Since the spray will most likely have to permeate the peel in order to kill the bacteria in the banana, vegans may have to start avoiding the popular fruit. More important than the vegan issue, according to Virgin, is the issue of allergies. Someone who eats a banana every day, and many people do, could develop an allergy or a low-grade reaction to the shellfish where she or he didn't originally have one, she says. Indeed, food allergies have been on the rise in recent years, and when your immune system is constantly exposed to something, your digestive system can begin to create a response to it. This can explain why adults who thought they had outgrown childhood allergies or who have never experienced allergies at all can find themselves in unexpectedly dealing with a food sensitivity or allergy later on in life. But you don't have to, to panic just yet. Currently, the coating is not available in stores. According to Science Daily, Lee's research team is hoping to replace one of the ingredients in the spray. So it may be a while before this becomes a reality. Why, oh why, do they always have to do this with food? Why can't they just let food be food? I just don't understand. After I read this article earlier this week, it just, I don't understand. Why can't you just let the banana be a banana? It doesn't need no extra spray. What is all of this for? I don't see a point. I know it's supposed to have a longer shelf life, but come on, it's just getting ridiculous. Like, just let the fruit be fruit. Leave the bananas alone. You can find more about this article in shape.com. Black couple powers best time. 
a disruptive health tech company. Historically, we've known that black that the black community has been more likely to contend with chronic health challenges than their cultural counterparts. It is not common to hear stories of black innovators in the health tech space. Meet Jamie and Julia Hemmings, who are married tech entrepreneurs who launched a disruptive new platform called Best Time, the easiest way for physicians and medical sales reps to coordinate meetings. A sleep a sleek work hack for life science professionals, the app allows clinicians to set preferences for when and how sales reps meet with them and sales reps to structure their day by zip code with an automatic calendar, meals, and even routing function. The app is available on iPad, Android, and iOS and web. Free trial downloads are also available on the Apple and Google app stores. Once the trial is complete, there is a monthly subscription for the representatives. To date, the couple has raised over 200000 in VC funding to grow their team and launch a revolutionary product. We are thrilled to launch Best Time to the Market, said Jillian, Best Time CEO and co-founder. Our February 1st launch is going to revolutionize how doctors and medical sales representatives schedule appointments. At the same time, show the potential of black innovators in the space. Modern medicine coexists with and informs pharmaceutical research and development efforts. However, as any practicing clinician knows, practicing clinician knows, workday time is precious and even more precious is a doctor's attention. Most ph physicians prefer to critically evaluate novel pharmaceutical products and that is best done when meetings with sales reps are concise, convenient, and on point. The Best Time app is poised to help doctors take control of when and how they interact with medical sales reps and advance high-quality communication between the two disciplines. You can check out more of the article on yourweb.com, that's E-U-R-W-E-B.com, to look at more about the article and look under, you can search for Black Couple Powers Best Time, a disruptive health tech company. Now let's get into some tips for today. Okay, so February, if you might not know, is Heart Health Month. It's the month to celebrate and talk about how to take care of our heart. It's very important that we concentrate on one of the one of the many post, most important organs in our body, and that is our heart. An article by Snae Jassing called Heart Stress and Healthy Fats describes ways of obtaining a better healthy heart. She states, we as a community carry a lot of stress as a byproduct of all the things we juggle in our lives. Career, education, social commitments, weather, traffic, deadlines, various other responsibilities, etc. That coupled with our lifestyle choices can play a significant role in increasing the risk of CBD. An article published in Stanford Health says people from South Asia, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Bhutan, Maldives, and Sri Lanka have a four times greater risk of heart disease than the general population and have a much greater chance of having a heart attack before age 50. February is to celebrate as National Heart Health Awareness Month. Fat had been synonym to bad, especially when it came to heart health. That is because for years we have heard that it causes heart attack, elevates cholesterol, weight gain, etc. Soon, all of the whole fat products were replaced by healthier, in quotes, healthier options, low-fat, skim milk, fat-free, etc. 
What was believed to be the right change turned out to create more health concerns. It was probably because we also cut back on healthy or good fats along with the bad guys. Now research and science has shown that not all fats are created equal. While some fats are harmful to your waist and heart, there are certain fats that are in fact completely opposite. Fats are ma macronutrient and a major source of energy. All fats have similar chemical structure, a chain of carbon atom bonded to hydrogen atom. What makes one fat different from another is the length and shape of carbon chain. Seemingly slight difference in the structure translate into crucial difference in form and function. Function of fats. Fats aids in the absorption of essential vitamins A, D, K, and E and minerals. Vitamin A is essential for good vision, vitamin D for bone health, K for blood clotting, and E for limiting the formation of harmful, harmful free radicals. One wonders what good it would do to fortify skim milk with vitamin D when there is no fat to absorb it. Fats are also essential for forming steroid hormones, growth development, and cell function. Our brain and cell membranes contain large amount of essential fats. Fats are essential for maintaining healthy skin and other tissues. Heart-friendly fats. While we have established that consuming diet-rich in fat is essential, that doesn't mean that any kind of fat will have the same benefits. The type of fat one consumes matters. There are two specific types of fat that are beneficial for our heart health. Omega-3 is considered as essential for our body as our body cannot produce it on its own. Therefore, we must rely on external sources. Its anti-inflammatory nature makes it one of the top choices when it comes to heart health. These help lower bad LDL cholesterol, raise good HDL cholesterol, helps improve triglyceride levels. There are two sources of omega-3s, fish. Fish provides omega-3s in the form of EPA and DHA. They are preferred type, example, salmon, sardines, anchovies, trout, tuna, etc. The plant. Plants provide ALA. ALA is partially converted to DHA and EPA, and hence many healthcare providers recommend to take fish or fish oil supplements. Examples are canola oil, cold-pressed non-GMO, flaxseed oil, walnuts, chia seeds, dark green veggies. How much omegas do you need? You need at least 0.5 grams of EPA or DHA per day and 1 gram of ALA. Easy ways to ensure you are getting your omega-3 naturally. Eat fish twice a week. Use organic cold-pressed non-GMO canola oil in your cooking. Eat a handful of walnuts daily, one-fourth cup. Use walnut oil for your salad dressing. Add chia seeds daily, one tablespoon. Sprinkle flaxseed in your curries, smoothies, and yogurts, about one tablespoon. One tablespoon of hemp seeds, anchovies, one can, cod liver oil, one tablespoon, mackerel, one cup cooked, and salmon, three ounces. Monosaturated fats, also called MUFAs. Research has shown that MUFAs reduce the risk of heart disease by lowering LDL and improving HDL cholesterol. The sources of those are olives and olive oil, canola oil, again, organic cold-pressed non-GMO, peanut oil, safflower, and sesame oil, most nuts like cashews, almonds, pecans, pistachio, peanuts, avocado, etc. Easy ways to ensure you are getting enough of those of the MUFAs are to eat, handful, to eat a handful of nuts daily, two ounces to be specific. Use extra virgin olive oil for your salad dressings. Add some olives in your salad wraps, etc. 
Add avocados into your diet. Use peanut butter over your toast or in your smoothies. The not so health fat. Trans fat, the ugliest of all, should be avoided as much as possible. They are a byproduct of process called hydrogenation, shown to raise LDL and lower HDL cholesterol. According to the American Heart Association, trans fats increase your risk of developing heart disease and stroke and are associated with a high risk of type 2 diabetes. Avoid food and packaged products that contain partially hydrogenated oils. Some of Snee's favorites were that she listed were avocado, coconut oil, ghee, olives and extra virgin olive oil, nuts and oil seeds, raw dairy, eggs, salmon, ground flax seeds, and the best of them all, dark chocolate, which I love. She states, along with incorporating these good fats into your diet, making some lifestyle changes will go a long way. As we all know, that's a very good idea. She lists some that, um, about 11 that she lists, she states that adding more fruits and veggies, of course, eating a variety of fiber-rich whole grains and beans in your diet, reducing processed meats and processed food into your diet, limiting salt intake, very important, avoid drinking your calories in the form of sugary drink, stay away from sodas, people, reduce caffeine intake, one and two cups a day, green tea is better, limit added sugar and opt for natural forms of sugar instead, which I'm trying as myself, avoid fat-free, low-fat, sugar-free products, and eat wholesome food. If you drink alcohol, drink in moderation. Exercise regularly, be it 15 minutes a day. Walk 10 minutes post-dinner. Make medication part of your daily routine. That wraps up this week's episode. Check me out on iTunes and give a great five-star rating. And also check me out on Google Play. Hopefully, I can get to the point where I can do every other day. Right now, Saturdays are the best for me to drop an episode at this time of my life. But hopefully, I can do every other day as much as every other day of the week would be great. But until then, look out for an episode to drop every Saturday. Also, you can go to my website, theamradayla.com as well. And feel free to leave a comment on any of the topics of today's podcast, which is uploaded on the website as well. If you are going to see Black Panther this weekend, like the rest of us are going to do, please let me know how you feel about the movie by emailing me at williamsevenconcierge.com and let me know how your reviews are and maybe hopefully I can read those on the next podcast following the release of the movie. Again, that's williams7concierge.com. I'm sorry, williams7concierge at gmail.com. You can also go on my website to find the um, email that you can go to. You can also email me on my Instagram. It's a choice on there as well. And just let me know your review of the movie. We can have a discussion and I can also get to read what you thought of the movie and, and everything. So until next time, remember, stay safe, eat well, stay active.